This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Who looks out for the interests of abused or neglected children? The answer is court-appointed trained volunteers. Last year, we had 77,000 volunteers speaking on behalf of just over a quarter of a million abused and neglected children. But there's another 400,000 children who could use our help. Then, how can you and your family stay safe in a disaster or a terrorist situation? A former Navy SEAL shares some life-saving advice. Being prepared, not being buried in technology and allowing that to consume you. You kind of need to know some things in order to survive, and that's what being crisis-proof really is. Those two stories and more are coming your way on this week's show. Don't go away. InfoTrack comes your way right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. When it comes to our nation's abused and neglected kids, who looks out for these most vulnerable victims? InfoTrack's Roy Mackey talks to an expert to get the answers. Roy? Thanks, Chris. Our guest is Sally Ernie from the National Court-Appointed Special Advocate Association. So let's start with the basics. Just what is a court-appointed special advocate? A court-appointed special advocate is a carefully screened, highly trained volunteer who is appointed by a juvenile or family court judge to speak up for the best interests of an abused or neglected child who's in court. So that involves gathering information for the court and sharing that information back to the court, helping facilitate services and a positive outcome for the child, monitoring what's happening in the child's life with the court, with social services, and then ultimately advocating for that child's best interest so they can be in a safe, permanent home and have the opportunity to thrive in life. How does the role of a CASA differ from an attorney, and why is that so important for a child in the foster system to have an advocate like this? Well, the CASA volunteer is different than an attorney in a few ways. First off, I should say that the attorney represents the child's legal interests, which is, of course, extremely important. The CASA is looking out for the child's best interests from a lay advocacy perspective, and Part of being a lay advocate is that the CASA volunteer is generally appointed to one child. That could be a child or a group of siblings, so it's one case. And, of course, the other players in the system, attorneys, social workers, mental health providers, are appointed to numerous dozens, sometimes hundreds in extreme cases of children and their families. So the CASA really has that one-on-one relationship. The CASA volunteer also stays involved from when they're appointed by the court until the child achieves permanency, which could mean that the child would be out of the court system, go through an adoption process, and to assure that the child gets in a safe, permanent home. So attorneys serve an extremely important role. CASA serve a very important and different role. Are there CASA programs or offices in every state in the nation? Every state in the nation, with the exception of North Dakota, where they use a different model, which is a paid lay guardian ad litem model. And then we're also in the District of Columbia. So we're in 49 states plus the District of Columbia. In some jurisdictions, CASA volunteers actually go by the term guardian ad litem. 
And so you might hear of a CASA program or a GAL program, and those are the same. So CASAs and Guardian Ad Litem volunteers perform the same functions throughout the country. So essentially anyone can volunteer for this. What sort of candidates are good fits to become a CASA? Well, gosh, the most important thing is a person that has the commitment and really wants to make a difference in a child's life. And I will say not only do the advocates really make a difference in a child's life, but I've had so many volunteers tell me over the years that they really got back more than they gave. So it's a person who has the time to make the commitment. Obviously, the numbers vary, but, you know, an average of about 10 hours a month working with the child going to court, which generally isn't every month. The applicant has to go through a very careful screening process to make sure that they're well-suited for the position. And then the training is very important. There's a national standardized training curriculum of 30 hours that every advocate must complete before they can be assigned to a case. And then there's continuing education throughout the course of the year. So I would say a commitment to improve the lives of children. I would say a real willingness to want to be involved in making your community a better place, to supporting your courts through better informing them so they can make the best decisions on behalf of children and their families, and then the time to give. And it's not an inordinate amount of time. Most of the advocates actually work full-time, and so it's something that they can do with some flexibility with their positions. And again, it's extremely rewarding work for the advocates, and it really makes a difference in the lives of the children and their families. Our guest on InfoTrack is Sally Ernie from the National Court-Appointed Special Advocate Association, and we're learning about this program of volunteers across the nation who represent the best interests of an abused or neglected child in court. Sally, talk for a moment about the need for CASAs and how many foster kids never get an advocate like this. Last year, we had 77,000 volunteers speaking on behalf of just over a quarter of a million children. So we're a big movement, and we're very proud of our work. But to speak to the need, last year there were also about 700,000 abused and neglected children who were either in foster care or before the court and living with a family member. So there's another 400,000 children who could use our help. And so there's a great need out there, and we're always looking for people throughout our state organizations and local programs who can go through the training and speak up and be this child's voice. And the advocate really helps get the child from where they are, which is in a real crisis situation, to where they need to be in the safety and stability. And we hope that safety and stability is back at home with their own parents. We start in every case hoping that children get back with their families of origin. When that can't happen, of course, we work for adoption for children because children have a right to be in a safe permanent home so they can be happy and productive and grow up and thrive. I think many people hearing this may say, you know, this sounds like something wonderful to do to help abused and neglected children, but it also sounds like a very big commitment. You mentioned it's about 10 hours a month, but longer term, how many months, years, whatever, would a CASA stay in the program or with the child? Generally, programs ask for the volunteer to make a commitment throughout the life of the case or about 18 months. So it is a commitment. It's not going out and doing the great work of, you know, painting a building for a nonprofit for the day. It's a long-term commitment. We find that advocates stay longer than that. They generally stay about three years. So that's really good staying power for a volunteer experience that is both challenging and rewarding. So, yes, it's a big commitment. It's very different than a kind of give-a-day commitment. But 
our volunteers become more committed as they see what a difference they can make for children. And really what we need to do is our national organization and our state and local programs is get more volunteers speaking on behalf of children because we see what a difference it makes. And generally when volunteers see what a difference they've made, that really helps give them resilience to keep on the case and or take other cases. I would think that volunteers would need to have some flexibility in their jobs because this volunteer work does require some court appearances and so forth during work hours? It does. As I mentioned, most volunteers work full-time, and the court appearances are generally not monthly. They might be three or four times a year. The visiting of the child, of course, can happen on the evenings and on the weekends, and so there's more flexibility in that. But yes, some level of flexibility with the position is definitely helpful, but I don't want to give the impression that this is work that's all done Monday through Friday during the business hours because it's not. Most of this work is done or can be done on the evenings and weekends if a volunteer chooses to do so. Sally, if someone is interested in helping a foster child by becoming a CASA, a court-appointed special advocate, what should they do? They can go to our website, casa for children. Dot O-R-G, CASA, and then the word for, F-O-R, children, dot O-R-G, or they can call us toll-free at 855-691-6317, and we'll be able to put them in touch with the local program nearest them. Sally Ernie from the National Court-Appointed Special Advocate Association. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed the opportunity and encourage folks listening to get involved. For InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, how to survive an active shooter or terrorist situation. That story, coming up. Stick around. There's more InfoTrack straight ahead.